0: Hey everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Hoor and Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on blacksidradio.com. What is up? What is up? What is up? Did y'all miss me last Sunday? Did you get to tune into the Costa Rica meetup and anniversary? I hope that you did. I hope that you all have been enjoying Blacksid Radio as much as you can and as much as I have definitely been enjoying the station So proud of the one-year anniversary Of the station and just you know just so good to be a part of something so positive and it's growing um, By leaps and bounds, so I'm just you know feeling groovy about that and um, What I want to do today is we're going to go ahead and continue our discussion about black sit 101 and pretty much the black sit 101 is information to help people make that decision and those good choices about making a move um, last week or the last time you we were together you um heard from um uh, people who would talk to you about you know your your finances um down of uh, uh, purging you know downsizing um and different things like that and today, and then what else so we talked to a lawyer? We talked to Giovanna Bernal um, last week, but today we are going to focus on the actual moving process. So we have Mr. Ortega Silva from Mailbox Etc. talking about their moving services. Who knew? I did not know, know that they did. Big moving and international moving, um, nonetheless. You're going to hear from Santiago Aguial, and I hope I said his name right. He's actually one of my partners at ITA. Um, global and then we're going to talk that we're going to hear from belinda price uh belinda Gar- garland price and garlanda is um a very accomplished a, a real estate professional out of north carolina and then of course we got big will and big will is uh william easley he's with uh, big will tv and he's just going to give us a few pointers on the transition and then we have mike kelly and Dr. Ricardo Duncan. They are with Panamedica and um they're talking about healthcare in um, Panama and the prices of things and you know how things differ here. And so it's really good information to have if you're going to be making a transition, especially if you're getting up in age, and even if you're not, you know, so we're gonna talk about that health situation and some things that. We need to definitely be mindful of and then we're going to hear from our very own maria samudio who is the our premier real estate attorney i mean real estate professional here in panama she's with inside panama and she's going to talk about the current trends and market of the panama real estate situation and garlinda i don't know if i mentioned it but garlinda is talking about the trends in the united states as well and they're both giving some information that you definitely want to have and consider with regard to you know selling your home in the united states and or purchasing or deciding to rent when you arrive here in Panama or whatever, whatever your um, international destination is. So I'm not going to sit and, ch- and chit chat and smile no more because we got some good stuff to get on, get to. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right in. So hang on. Let me let me get it queued up, baby. We're going to go now to the moving aspect. You know, uh, we're going to go to the moving aspect. We're going to talk to Hey Silva of Mailbox, etc. and I'm so glad for the introduction to him because I did not know that Mailbox Etc. did big moving as well. I just had no idea. So, Jorge, I'm glad to have you on. Thank you for spending some time with us. And I'm just very excited to hear what you have to share with us tonight. So welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Charlotte. Thank you very much for the invite. Uh, Thank you everyone for the time and the opportunity. It is a real pleasure to be here and to be able to share with you a couple of, of tips that I hope are useful if you decide to move to Panama uh, from a logistics perspective. So I'm I'm talking in representation of, of a global company that uh, has representation in Central America with its headquarters here in Panama, and also for for from a, on behalf of a sister company that has beyond 50 years of experience in international moving here in Panama. So um, we've moved a lot of expats from many, many companies, uh, companies such as P&G, such as Nestle, such as Unilever, uh, many companies that uh, have a lot of products that I'm sure you'll have used in your lives. So I want to focus on three things, three tips that I want to give you. So first one, you can arrange your moving either from origin or from destiny. So what do I mean with this? you can the moment you decide that you want to move you can go and locate a company that does international moving in your state in your county and they will make they will find a way to connect to a company in Panama that such as ours that does international moving. And, and then they will lead the way when it comes to the moving, But you can also deal with that directly with a company in Panama, such as ours, that will then basically do the whole dealings. Uh, what's a key difference when it comes to, to service? If you do it with a company that it's in destiny, so saying here in Panama, it's gonna be a little bit easier for you it's going to be less work for you. It's going to be less time spent for you, but it's going to be a little bit more expensive because everything is going to be run and everything is going to be led and scheduled from Panama dealing with a, the best company that can suit, depending on wherever you are in the US. That's the key difference. But you need to keep in mind that both options are available. You can either go to a company in your state that it's close to you to to quote everything, or you can do it directly with a company here in Panama. In addition, depending on the amount of things you want to bring, there are multiple carrier choices. You can bring things by air. You can bring things by sea. You can bring things by sea that are unconsolidated, meaning that let's say you don't need a full container. Let's say you did a really good perch, as you were just explaining. You don't need a full container to move to Panama. You just need half. Then there are options where you can, uh, you will be charged by cubic feet. So you will need to provide basically an estimated of dimensions of all the things that you're going to ship. And then you can just ship it to an address in Miami that a lot of companies in Panama work with, just as we do. It's shipped to Miami. And then in about 10 business days is here in Panama. And uh, a lot of companies uh, such as us provides the service of you being able to go and pick it up to, to uh, one of our stores or we can deliver it straight to your house and just make sure everything is located to the apartment or home or whatever location you pick to live here in Panama. Then if, you're gonna, if you have a very big moving, so you need one full container or maybe one uh, maybe more than one full container, which can also happen. Um, that's also an option, and that can also be quotated either directly from here or uh, with your local carrier there in the U.S. that then makes the connection to Panama. So there are multiple options. Um, they, they can all be taken into account. In addition, once you're here in Panama, if you decide to move, uh, keep in mind that PO boxes in Miami are very common in Panama uh, we, we actually led the way 25 years ago when we established the first service with mailboxes, et cetera, in Panama. So you can have a physical address for free in Miami, where you, which you can use to ship, from, uh, to buy from Amazon, to buy from Home Depot, from Ikea, from wherever you want in the U.S. It is shipped by the carrier of the, of the vendor, let's say Amazon, directly to Miami. And then between two to three business days, things are here in Panama and you can just pick it up by the store or you can schedule a delivery directly to your house. Uh, you can also use this type of service for METs. So I think that's something that everybody's very concerned about, making sure there are many, many med- meds that you can find in the US that you cannot find in Panama. Uh, there are some legal implications in cost, some customs implications to get the METs into the country. However, we can take care of all that due diligence. There are a lot of companies that can take care of that due diligence so that you can get specific meds, especially if you have a recipe from a doctor. That's kind of the the best thing to have. Um, Another very important thing to consider when it comes to moving, tax exemptions. There are some things that you can get exempted when you move to Panama. However, it is very, very important to comply with all these due diligence before you move to PAN, not after. Once the money is in the hands of the state, it is impossible <laughs> to get it back. So you need to make sure that you go through all these due diligence in advance. Um, a lot of logistics providers and moving companies, they, they will support with all this uh, counseling. There are some events where you would need a lawyer like Giovanna to support because uh, here we do have some cases where the government entities require a lawyer to be kind of the intermediary to to do it, but it is not impossible. So that's a very, very important thing to to consider because if you're moving things that come here with with a value of thousands of dollars. So those are the three key things I wanted to, to leave here. The two choices that you have when you're going to arrange the moving, origin or destiny, There are also pros and cons, there are also differences in prices, different options of carrier depending on the size of the moving, can be via air, which is way faster of course, it can be via sea, it can be unconsolidated or full container moving if necessary, and the tax exception element that you can also uh, in advance consider and work with both your logistics provider and your lawyer. So once again, thank you very much for the time. Uh, I hope this is useful for you. As a matter of fact, it's a very diverse country, and it's very welcoming with expats and people from other countries because we've had it forever. And and I'm even an example. I was born in Guatemala. My dad's from Guatemala. My mom's from Panama. I I had a Portuguese grandpa, a Mexican grandmother, a Yugoslavian (laughs) great-grandfather, and... Uh, that's just me there are many many people like me so it's very common it's very common and we're very welcoming so thank you very much for the time
0: thank you thank you so much for that information i appreciate it and um i do see a question here uh does does weight matter so uh the professionals yeah, you can go through and kind of look to see some of the things that you can answer um the the weight I don't think the weight matters if you go with a container. I think it's whatever you can fit in the container. Is that correct, Jorge?
1: Yes, that is correct. So when when it comes through air, weight matters. When it comes in a container is dimensions, cubic feet.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And is Santiago on the call still? Santiago, are you there?
2: I'm here. How are you?
0: Hi, Santiago. I just wanted to give you a chance. I saw your name come up. I just wanted to give you a chance to say hello, um, hello. to the people <laughs> if you'd like. Um, Santiago is another one of our partners uh, with ITA Global, and um, he is based out of California. So I we, do, we don't get to see him a lot, but we love him a whole lot.
2: And I just <laughs> wanted Santiago to have a chance to say hi Hello, everyone. Thank you for being on this incredible call. A lot to learn. I'm, I'm actually learning as I go. Every time we hear this type of things, it reminds you, you know, we we are the perfect example of, uh, you know, what Panama can bring for. You know, we, we stumbled into Panama for by chance, by luck, by destiny. But it was a good blessing because it brought us it gave us an opportunity that, you know, we were operating out of Nicaragua. And even though Nicaragua is my homeland and that was the that was where Chris you know, lived for many, many years. Panama gave us a chance to really open up our eyes and expand. And it just gave us, it gave us something that we were missing in Nicaragua. We fought hard to promote Nicaragua and people kept going, but Panama made it a lot easier with all that all that experience and the hunger that we brought into Panama, things just all of a sudden started flowing because it gives you a transition that is a lot easier. If you're, if you're coming from the States and you go to Panama City, the transition is not that difficult. Everything seems to be almost, it happens, you know, especially if you're coming from a big city. If you want a nice, I always tell people, if you, come, if you want a nice restaurant, Panama has many. If you want to take an Uber, Panama has it. If you want to take, you know, live in a high-rise building, it has it. You want a luxury lifestyle. So Panama, coming from California, being in a busy city like L.A., People that have gone, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was like this. You know, people are shocked by, uh, by coming into Panama. So anyways, with ITA, we were very lucky to stumble into Panama and to be operating out of Panama. And now, you know, now, look, we're here with Charlotte. Same thing. We found this incredible opportunity, this incredible group. And, and we're just allowing people to come and enjoy, at least at the first glance of what Panama has to offer.
0: Thank you, Santiago. I definitely just wanted to give you a chance to um, say hello to everybody. All right, thank you. Um, Thank you so much. I think that one of the things that makes us so successful is the diversity in our group. And then we actually have um, Alfredo, who is my husband, And he is a black Panamanian. And then we also have another partner who is a black Nicaraguan. So you just have this great mix of people. And so when you have that diversity, it's harder to miss stuff. You know, sometimes, you know, when I look at some of these snafus that happen, uh, you know, marketing wise, I say, who was in the room? Sometimes you just need to have a lot of people in the room in order to be great. And that's what we believe. And I love, I love, I love what we all bring to the table and how uh, the diversity amongst us makes your experience that much uh, richer. So, anyway, thank you, Santiago. For oh, you're a- welcome.
2: Thank you, everyone.
0: Now. Yes. <laughs> so, now the other thing that we need to consider when deciding, a lot of us, we need to consider when making that transition to another country or just another place is the market, the real estate market. in the United States. So we're going to talk to Miss Garlanda Price, who happens to be international certified, um, who is a a real estate uh, professional in the United States. And she's going to talk to us about some of the trends. Uh, Garlanda, are you there?
3: Yes, I'm here.
0: Hi, Garlanda. I just want you to introduce yourself and i know you've been i I see you commenting in there you learning a lot huh
3: yes ma'am you are so incredible i just want to thank you again for the opportunity to be here but i love what you're doing like i had i knew it was big but it's this is incredible thank you well
0: give us well give us some insight on that u.s market over there
3: okay i'll do that and at first i thought you were going to call me when you you were talking about crying and purging your closet and i was like oh, (laughs) she's not
0: (laughs) I know that that hits us all different. You're yes, right. it does. Because it's something we need to consider.
3: Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that. And we talk about readying your home for the market. But one question I know you wanted me to talk about is now the time to sell. And the, the answer is yes, unequivocally, it's time to sell like it's your moment as a seller. So you know, 10 years ago, I came into the market on a downturn on during the crash. So short sales is my specialty. So now here it is that we move on. And if you're doubling your money right you're doubling the profit of what you have in your home and so when I had a chance to look at the numbers today. These numbers are going to be from April. So that means that since last year April this time of year though, houses have increased 20% Prior to that, they had increased 15%. So you're talking about a 35% increase in the money that's sitting in your home that's waiting for you to cash it out. So if you think about, well, am I, I may not relocate to Panama or to my next country for three years, go get an apartment, right? Now is the time when you think about maybe being a renter or maybe downsizing to a smaller location, cashing your money out and taking advantage of that. The other thing is, Um, Will this trend continue for the rest of the year? Yes, it will, because there's a housing shortage. I have noticed in our market in North Carolina, we're in about three different markets that the inventory has doubled, but that's only, we have 600 houses on the market. There's more than 600 buyers, right? So when you think about, will I still be able to take advantage of the market through the end of the year? Absolutely. What does the number look like next year? So next year, they're predicting that um, there'll be 3% Price drop right so you're going to lose 3% of the money by selling next year that you could have made this year and then 2024 they're predicting that it's going to be like a 1.8% drop so over the next two years you're still going to have a really great opportunity to cash in on the equity that's in your home. Interest rates have doubled. So you would think, well, has that affected the market in any way? Has that taken people out of the market? Well, it only took people out of the market that were borderline, right? And I shouldn't say only like that's not a big deal, but someone that was looking to purchase maybe affordable housing or they were barely able to purchase the home, it probably pushed them out of the market. But for those of you that are going to be cashing in these huge amounts of money, there's still tons of millennial buyers. Those are going to be the largest pool of buyers that are going to be purchasing homes, especially if you're in a city and and you have urban dwellers in your area. That is going to be the bulk of the people that are going to be buying. And so interest rates have not really affected them. So even though those rates have doubled, and the amount of of purchasing a home has increased, the demand is still above those numbers. So now is the time for you to get ready to sell. One more thing that I wanted to share with you all about um, about the market is just the average home price across the country is around $320,000. Again, we talked about that's appreciated at 19.6%. 14.5% 14.5% over the last two years, and inventory is down 14%. So when I say that you still have about another year to two years to take advantage of this incredible market, we're down 14% of the number of houses that we need. Building permits are up, but what happens to the person that wants to buy your mid-century modern home? They're not looking for new construction. A lot of millennials are looking for those places that make them feel warm and fuzzy like their grandmother's home, or like the home they grew up in. That's what they're looking for. And then and Days on the market is roughly thirteen days, so you don't want to just throw your house out there and not have a plan because you end up homeless. And I don't mean that like homeless in a bad way, but you won't have anywhere that you're going to stay. You have to rent back from that particular person. And then um, one more thing I wanted to share with you is the median income in the United States is about sixty-two thousand dollars, and there's three hundred and thirty-one million people. Those are U.S. Census numbers. So when you say, well, gosh, sixty-two thousand doesn't really get anybody a lot of home, there's a mass exodus of people that are leaving the city new york i forget how many people are leaving every day i'm selling homes to people from california i'm like did you watch coming to america and throw a dart at the map but no (laughs) they didn't decided i want i can go anywhere now because covid It made the world larger because people can work virtually, they can work remotely and hence, that's why people are moving to other countries. So what should you do to ready your home for the market? And this is why I thought Charlotte was going to call on me. Before we talking about purging, you want to emotionally detach from your home. The minute that you decide I'm going to Panama, Panama is your home. Like the Lord told Abraham, you need to leave your father's house. Panama, if that's your appointed destination, that's your home. So you want to emotionally detach from that property. So therefore you can start getting rid of stuff, right? Aisha said at best when you start, you know, three, I think um, Charlotte said three years out, but Aisha said you want to start going through things emotionally detached. This is not a home. This is a property. This is my investment. And now I want this investment to pay me every single dime that I need so that I can get to my appointed destination, which is Panama. So release emotionally from the home. When we got ready to sell our home in October, we had been there 17 years. When you talk about a bunch of crap to get rid of. It took us two months to leave, right? But we had, I I got on my knees. I said a prayer, said, Lord, I want somebody really incredible and a great family to have this home. It's no longer mine. Sell it for us. It sold 24 hours later because I detached from it. Right. And so the next thing that you want to think about doing, don't start trying to do a bunch of renovations. Right. When you started taking a wallpaper off five years ago, no judgment and half of it's still up, half of it's still down. Don't think about renovations. Think about repairs, because those are the things that are going to end up. In in the middle of the transaction, when someone has a home inspection or they go to have their appraisal, you don't want those things to nitpick at your money and the amount of dollars that you want to be able to take with you when you go to your your appointed country, when you go to Panama. So think repairs. Is my HVAC in good working order? Do I have a trick light switch? Y'all know the one I'm talking about. The one you hit on the wall and the fan comes on. Uh Right? Or when you go cut the lights on, the outside lights come on instead of the indoor light, get that fixed, right? So you wanna you wanna fix things from a buyer perspective. So not only are you emotionally detaching from the property, don't be that seller that says, well, it was fine with me, you know, that none of the doors locked and the windows didn't stay up. Don't think like that. You want to think from a buyer perspective, what will make them want my home above the next home? Because buyers are savvy. They've watched too many episodes of HDTV, right? And so they want a new construction type home, even though they're not buying a new construction property. So you want want to make repairs. And so I would say the two areas to focus on, three, plumbing, electrical, and your HVAC system. Focus on that. The next thing you want to do, of course, is start decluttering stuff. So Mm -hmm. people are going to expect your garage to have things in it. But what if you don't have a garage? Then you may want to consider getting a storage unit or one of those um, packing things that they put out in the garage. You may want to consider getting something like that to put your extra items in. So that way you can declutter your home because there's nothing worse than walking in a home and people are tripping over stuff. They can't envision their stuff. A lot of people in the market now are thinking, well, people are buying anything, but they're not. We've noticed now in the market that homes are starting to stay on the market 16 to 30 days, where before they were going 24 to 48 hours. Why? Because people are getting pickier, right? They don't want to have to come in and see past your junk. So those are the things to focus on. Your HVAC, your plumbing, your electrical, start to declutter. If you're going to paint, which I recommend, paint your walls, also paint your ceiling. Right. So we don't want to be that person. And I was guilty of it. Right. That has fresh, clean, great looking walls and your ceiling looks like it's been there since Moses was a baby. Right. So you want mm-hmm. to paint your baseboards. And the last thing I share is replace the carpet. Right. So a lot of people you don't it doesn't even cost a lot now to do. um three bedrooms of carpet, and maybe laminate in your hallway, you could, depending on the size of your home, I would say the house we sold was 1700 square feet, we spent $1,600, just so we know that we would get our top dollar for our house when we sold it, because nobody was going to ask for a carpet allowance. So those are the things I would recommend that you start with and, and just really commit to I'm moving, right. So Charlotte, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. And thank you for letting me share.
0: That was so awesome. Thank you, Garlinda. And I know you're a comedian too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that, that, that was some very good advice. And what I like is that you understood the assignment, you know, the statistics and everything are just really cool. What, cause I did not realize that, you know, the, the, the price, whatever the price is now, next year is going to be three, it's estimated to be 3% less. So you leaving 3% on the table. So that kind of information is just so valuable. And for me, when it came for us to make our decision about when we were going to cut the cord, um, pretty much, I was like, I called my realtor and I'm like, girl, what is going on? Because everything, like all the houses in our neighborhood were so expensive. You know, things, I mean, where we had very little equity in our house the year before, we had like a ton the year that we decided to move, right? So um, I said to, uh, I to my husband, I said, you know, the money is on the table right now. It might not be on the table next year. If we're thinking about really making that move within the next couple of years, we need to consider making this money, you know, taking this this, this money that we didn't even have to pay taxes on, okay? Um, so it was, it was a decision that we made that I thought was just fabulous. And let me just add that, when we made that move, when we made that move, it was easier, when we, we sold our house, making the move to Panama was so much easier because we had disposable income. It wasn't like we was pinching pennies to move. It wasn't like we had to make a lot of heartbreaking decisions about what we wanted to take and what we wanted to leave. So you know, basically that's that was it was a big help to me. So we decided to go ahead and sell our homes. We had been happy there for five years. I was like, listen, spending five years happy in a place and then get paid to leave, look, I'm good with it. Let's roll brother. And we was out and that was that. So um, I did wanna say one thing um, too before I go on to our next um, speaker, Um, something that is just becoming more and more clear to me being a black expat and, and always dealing with black expats, right? Is that understanding the health and financial the, the insurance situations when it comes around health. Now we are gonna have um, Dr. Duncan Mike Kelly talk to us a little bit about the healthcare in Panama. But here's the thing, when it comes to your finances, I think that you should consider a health of fund a fund for your health. If you're leaving insurances behind to come to Panama, because, you know, I mean, if you don't know already, it doesn't cost you, you know, the same amount of money to to take care of yourself on a medical basis in Panama, it's nothing. It's, It's just not comparable. You know, when you're considering, you know, about your medical care, it's just not comparable. Okay, to the U.S. However, comma, you know, if you need something big, you should really consider, do I have enough resources to have a savings for that? So you have something, you have a medical, I would have a medical emergency fund. So if you need something that's really big, then you have that fund that's already set aside. And then some people say, well, maybe I shouldn't have left my insurance. Well, well, maybe not. You know, maybe you should have tried something else. However, comma, when you think about the amount of money that we pay for insurance, you know, every single month in the United States, you would have been paying that money anyway. Um, you would have been paying that money anyway, and you may the amount of money that you would pay to uh, for a copay. You know, in the U.S., sometimes it might it, it might balance out, but have you a little bit of money on the side. So I'm just saying. Okay, so next, one of my favorite brothers, Big Will. Is coming to talk to us. What up, bro? What up? What up, What's up sister, girl? What's you know, going on? You know what? It, it ain't it ain't no good. It ain't nothing nice when me and Will get together. He just bring out all the foolishness. <laughs> In me, I can. not no matter how try, I try to be dignified. When I see Will, it's just like, "What up, Big Will?" <laughs> so, Big Will, I'm. You know, I'm grateful. You know, to have you on. You know, everybody knows Big Will, Big Will TV. You know, Black City to Panama, and um, you're doing such an amazing job, brother. I applaud you. I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. happy that we're Thank able you. to do things together. Oh, you know, I love collaborating. With with my Black expats in Panama. And me and you, we do it so well. But I wanted for you, Will, to come on and just talk briefly about your transition. Um, In particular, the way that you came on the scene was just really kind of what the the gist and the reason that we're having this meeting, you know, just like your experience as a Black man um, living in the United States and how you just made that conscious decision that I need to make another choice. You know, so if you could just tell us um, a little bit about that, and just give the um, the potential expats that are on the call just some transition ideas and tips.
4: No, no problem, Charlotte. First of all, thank you so much. I'm I'm so honored to be here and uh, play a small role in in this. I think it's tremendous what you're doing and the information that you're making accessible to people to be able to follow our footsteps and you know, uh, make their escapes, uh, uh, make their exodus. So um, the the transition, if you've watched the show, you you know much about the transition. It happened, uh, I want to say kind of quickly, but we had planned on uh, looking at places to retire. And then after the election and the insurrection, the retirement plan became a escape plan. and we needed to get out of the country as soon as possible. So, uh, you know, we got vaccinated and came down to visit Panama to, you know, make sure uh, it was going to be up to our standards. Uh, We had some red flags developed. We had done a lot of research on the housing and the cost of living. And we had uh, really done our research and came down to uh, uh, look for red flags and we didn't see any red flags. So, uh, the transition was pretty easy. Uh, the real estate agent that was just on uh, uh, is, is, you know, close to my heart because I was like, you know, on the flight back, I was making plans to sell the house. Uh, so, and I, I had a real estate license at the time, so I knew how, how easy and quick uh, the whole thing would be. But you're absolutely right; you have to uh, detach from that and and get your in a row in order to get to where you're supposed to be. And thankfully, we were able to do that. Uh, The market is such that we were able to do it very quickly. Uh, So, you know, it didn't take us longer than we were. It was about three months between our site visit and and landing here. Uh, So the transition can be quick. It can be longer for people, Uh, you know, do your research. Uh, As far as transition tips are concerned, uh, the number one, transition tip I have is make sure you are connected with Black Expats in Panama on the Facebook group. And if you're in the Facebook group, make sure you're de-connected with Black on because that membership on the Facebook group was centerpiece to our transition, no doubt. And, and if I could make a small addendum to that, like, you know, transition tip 1A, keep watching my show. Okay, uh, number two. Don't listen to naysayers. Stay, uh, the naysayers are still plugged into the matrix. So uh, you're going to get a lot of negativity. You're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, innuendo disguised as concern, I think, sometimes uh, with people, you know, looking out for your best interest and asking you about the safety and all that good stuff. Stick to your guns. You've done the research. You know a lot more than they do. Most people just aren't educated about things. You know, it's the social media age. They, they learn by scrolling. You know, you're, you've read reports or whatever. You've done some research. So uh, just keep your head down. Number three, uh, call your immigration attorney now so that you can learn uh, exactly what you need to do in order to be here and which visa you're going to use in order to get here. Uh, that can help tremendously. I mean, uh, it really it gave us a, a blueprint to follow. So uh, tip number four, make your site visit. Uh, have your red flag list, you know, your deal breakers. And be honest with yourself. You know, uh, uh, Charlotte had us uh, on the edge of our seat with critters. quitters. So quitters was one of our deal breakers. But, you know, we didn't see any deal breaking quitters, Charlotte. So we're here. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, And I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes with this one, but I would really encourage people not to buy real estate here at first, Uh, you know, rent, slow down. Uh, I call it the Goldilocks philosophy. That's what we're living right now. You know, maybe this is too big and this is too small, but this might be just right. So you want to leave that flexibility for yourself. And the last transition tip I have uh, is collect your medical records before leaving the U.S., Uh, that's a personal one. I'm going through that right now. You have to go through a third party and all that good stuff, but just get that stuff together before you leave. So uh, you don't have to uh, worry about that. And uh, Charlie, also asked me to talk about uh, things that I wish I had known uh, before moving here. So I got a top three list for that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> going to keep it real, too. This is, this is brutally honest. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming we up go. on our brutally honest. We're three weeks away from our first Paniversary, y'all. Uh, so here it is. After you're living here. Number one, I really wish I had really understood what they meant with car maintenance, y'all. Uh, that's a real thing here. So, you know, put put your big boy or big girl britches on. Get ready. Buckle up. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> These potholes are serious. Uh, <laughs> and, I, you know, If you're in the city i don't think it's that bad but you know we're in the we're in the coast and no doubt uh it's it's somewhere in tear. number two um and this is huge for people renting most of the units here come fully furnished fully furnished means different things to different people (laughs) check verify double verify sit on the stuff live in it for a second you know i'm 62 270 you know, I don't think Panamanians make furniture my size, so. <laughs> so let some issues with that. I would just really suggest that you take a closer look. And the third thing uh, is kind of funny. It's a small thing. You get used to it real quick, but uh, I wish I had known that there were no bags at grocery stores. It took me a minute to catch up to the fact that I kept going into the grocery store empty handed and then having to buy another bag. <laughs> They used the, you know, the, the uh, the reusable cloth bag. So it's very, very, you know, very functional, very eco-friendly. I'm very happy about that. But yeah, it took me a minute to to get accustomed to that. So that's it, y'all. Uh, appreciate the love and everything. And really, again, once again, Charlotte, thank you so much.
0: Wow, thank you, Will. I tell you, Will never, <laughs> never disappoints. But, you know, he makes some good points and some of the stuff that you're just not going to know until you get here. Like, you know, for me, it's like the, the shower spray, the daily shower spray. It doesn't exist here. And I think I have found it before in like Reba Smith, which Reba Smith is sort of like a Wegmans, I guess, in the States. But it's certain things It's like trying to decide what can you live without? And, and paper products are so expensive here. It's like, and, and then they don't even sell good paper plates. And um, so that's kind of my, my little thing, too. But that information is really good. I appreciate Will for just being so transparent. So we touched on and off about healthcare care in, uh, in Panama, kind of on and off. You know, it, it came up in finances. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're actually going to meet uh, Mike Kelly and Dr. Duncan. They are just going to discuss some healthcare um, information that might be helpful to you as you make that black into Panama. So thank you very much, um, Mike and Dr. Delkin, for being here.
5: Thank you, Charlotte. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having us. Uh, mm-hmm. We are honored to be your trusted health services provider. Mm-hmm. So having relocated to Panama myself about 10 years ago, uh, well aware of the importance of healthcare and getting established with health services, uh, whether or not you have any health issues. Uh, If you don't, you want to know where to go. You want to find a good doctor. Uh, If you do same thing, you need to get established with a good general physician that will be able to manage your care. So, what we do is we we actually have a primary care medical clinic called Panamerica in Panama City, and that is an actual uh, medical facility. We have full-time physicians, nurses. We have a full-service uh, clinical laboratory. Uh, we have specialists. So any primary care, non-urgent, non-emergency that you need. Uh, it's a good place to go. That's where you would find Dr. Duncan. He's there every day. Uh, so that's where you would go and uh, sit with him and, and discuss your issues. And another part of what we do is it's called expat health services. And basically the idea with that is that we go to you. So we have English speaking medical professionals that will go to you for consultations, lab, work whatever, whatever it is that you need. And, you know, the important thing being uh, that they speak English. Uh, so that's a big part of it. Uh, you want to make sure that when you do get established with your healthcare providers that um, they're speaking your language. You know, healthcare is one of those things where you want to make sure that that communication is there. So that's not something you can really sacrifice. So that's really kind of what we focus on. Uh, you know, it's not so much trying to provide um, like the same quality as the U.S. We actually try to provide better quality. I mean, in, you know, now in the U.S., uh, when we you go see a doctor you're in and out 15 minutes because you get kicked out in 15 minutes the insurance companies dictating everything so um, you know you get you don't get that personalized touch Uh, whereas here uh, it's all about it's all about the personalized care Uh, you can sit with your doctor uh you know you're he's going to be paying attention to you there's no time limit so he'll spend the time necessary and get everything uh taken care of for you uh we have accessible doctors our goal is to provide that accessibility uh, where you can you know, basically have 24 seven access to your doctor. Um, and then you know, part of that is you know, what we're gonna be launching here is like a concierge health plan, which is extremely common in the United States where you have 24 seven know, access. Uh, here in, in Panama, we use WhatsApp a lot. Uh, so uh, if you don't have it, you wanna you want get that because that's basically the, you know, the, the most common form of communication and it's instant. So that's what you know our doctors use uh, a lot of times to to communicate with you. Uh, another thing that's important to keep in mind about healthcare in Panama is that it's much less expensive. It's much more accessible. Um, you know, general healthcare. You know, if you you think about what it costs in the United States to go to an urgent care clinic and sit next to a doctor if you don't have insurance, it could be. I mean. or more, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty expensive here on the high end. It's going to cost you $30 lab work is considerably less expensive than it is in the United States. So the cost savings are are just incredible. And, And Charlotte touched on that. Uh, you know, there's just no comparison to the United States, you know, it's just not even comparable as far as the price goes. And the best thing about that is that the quality of care is the same or better. So When you come down here, I mean, you know, when you get set up with your healthcare services and you finally make the move, you know, the first step is to get set up with your physician. Uh, You know, you want to get established with your, with your primary physician. Of course, it's going to be Dr. Duncan. Uh, But you want to get established with that, get your medical files set up. Um, You know, if there needs to be any kind of communication with, a physician back home that you have been using—that's um, seamless with us. You know, Doctor Duncan can be, or your your physician is always going to be in contact when necessary with your physician in the United States. The idea is that continually, the, the continue the care that you're getting there, for you, uh, and make it as seamless as possible. Uh, so, you know, what are the the services that we provide—you know—you've got um, your consultations. So we provide. Uh, consultations in our medical facility. We send our doctors to you and we do telemed consultations. So if you want, you can get online, you can get on a video call in the comfort of your own home and talk to the doctor. Uh, in addition to consultations, lab work. We come into the, the clinic to do your labs. At home lab, we send our lab text to you. So, you know, the idea, if you don't want to leave, leave home, get all this stuff done, you can. And we make it super easy. Uh, Covid testing now, you know that's one of the obviously okay, with the United States requirements still for Covid testing to go back. Um, you know we're doing a lot of Covid testing, whether or not it's for travel or just to know if habit. Uh, we can send our lab tests to you. Uh, also, equally as important, huge point is the pharmacy. We have a, we have a pharmacy, um, and we can always make sure that the medications that you need. Uh we have in stock. And not only do we have them in stock in the pharmacy, but we do deliver medications. So that's one of the things that you want to get established. Um, you, you know when you when you get set up and you, you have your first consultation with your physician, your medications, you know, bring your, your scripts, your things. Uh, if we have it in the pharmacy, then we'll make sure that we always have it for you. If we don't have what you need, then we will find the closest possible substitute available in Panama. Sometimes here, it's a, it's a little bit harder to get certain medications. Um, commonly, certain you know, medications will just disappear from the market. You have to wait for them to come back. Um, but we're always kind of on top of that. We're always managing that. So as soon as it does come, become available again, then we will we will be able to get that for you. You know, you can get good health insurance. You can get international health insurance here. Um, I always recommend if you don't have any major health issues, um, what makes a lot of sense here in Panama is to have insurance policy that covers you for urgent medical care, medical emergencies, because that's where the cost can get high. If you end up going to the hospital uh, you end up in the emergency room, you need surgery, uh, you know, that, that, that can be expensive. It's not that that's not cheap. So you want to be sure you're covered there. That's that's priority, first thing you should do when you come here. There are a lot of brokers. We personally work with a few trusted brokers, so uh, we can help with that part as well. Uh, but get that, at least get your urgent care covered. Apart from that, your primary care consultations usually can be taken care of out of pocket. Charlotte mentioned the fund. It's a good idea to have a medical care fund, have that money set aside for your non-urgent care, have a good insurance policy for your urgent care issues, and uh, having all that set up shouldn't have any problems. Uh, I promise you that you will not be disappointed by the level of care here. You'll be blown away by the low cost of general care. Um, So, uh, you know, that's about all I have. Uh, So, you know, if you have any questions for me at any time, uh, I'd be happy to, to discuss that further. Uh, I'll turn it over to Dr. Duncan. He can go a little bit further into, you know, how, what the, the you know, the process of getting set up, um, you know, your, your first consultation with him, how that would be, and then anything else you would want to add in there.
6: Well, basically, Mike, summing up all that we do, all those services, but let me just dig in to like the first consultation, how to get it established. First thing, when you get to a new country, in this case Panama, what you want to do is always carry your medical information, all your your medical reports, your files, um, allergies to food allergies, medications, any diseases, family diseases. Um, um, things important: exams, surgeries, anything of consideration, so we can establish your file, and we know exactly how to treat you in case of um, any event. Once we have that, we do like a general questionnaire where we ask, um, um, like I said, like allergies. um, If you have medication that you take every day, once that is established, then you're good to go. You're good to go. One of the things that's very important is medications. For people that suffer from would it be diabetes, high blood pressure, or any disease that needs constant medications, chronic medications, everyday medications, and you want to know if you can get it in Panama, definitely we can. We have tens of medications here in Panama as well as the US. And in cases, there are some medications that are not exactly the same, but we have, it's not generic, we have other options that will definitely fit. The first, the first consultations when we take your blood pressure, we establish your parameters. We can determine if we can get you the same medication that you're taking, or something similar or better that will help you with, with your issue. And not only the, the medical, the chemical part. We also pay a lot of attention to your lifestyle. Here in Panama, one of the major differences, and I've Heard it mentioned in a lot of the presentations is the stress-free, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. lifestyle. Is we have our stress issues, but they're they're different. So in general, you can get a more relaxing life, and that, that will help with a lot of medical issues. Um, besides food, like a lot of food, your the diet that you choose is what's going to determine your quality of life, also your uh, the rest that you take, the exercises that you do, we check all those all those points to make sure we can get the perfect balance between the medication that you're taking and the perfect lifestyle that will suit your your desire, uh, yeah, the, the needs, yeah? Um, at the clinic, which is Panamerica, located in Panama Pacifico, besides the general medical consultations, we have specialists, uh, to mention a few, we have internal medicine, gynecologists, pediatricians, um, nephrologists, psychology. We have or share, uh, physiotherapists, physical therapists that also, that's also necessary. And the ones that we doesn't have at the moment, we can definitely set appointment and make sure you get appointments with it. So, Besides, one of the, the, all the differences as well is if you need a specialist, uh, for example, an appointment with a gynecologist, the doctor in the state will set an appointment and say like in three to six weeks or X amount of time, we can set the appointment. In Panama, the waiting frame is way different, way, way shorter. We can set an appointment especially that you need in shorter time and we can manage all that we can manage all that as well as as mike said lab work either on site or at your house or where you're staying same as medication at the pharmacy at the clinic or delivered to you the idea is to make your life as easy as convenient as possible we want to be there to like take the stress of the, the medical appointment if, if it's possible, which most of the time it's not completely possible, but we're gonna make sure that it's as stress-free, as relaxed as possible. And like I said, if there's any questions regarding anything, um, just just hit us at, at the end or right now. If you have any more comments, Mike, regarding our services.
5: I, I would like to add just Dr. Duncan and I uh, started Panamedica about 10 years ago. He's our medical director. You know, he has patients from, you know, from when we started that uh, are coming to him to this day. So, um, uh, you know, he's he's a great doctor and, uh, you know, there, you might have to wait in line. A lot of people, you know, waiting to see him, but we always find time. Uh, So, and also I I saw in the comments, uh, I forgot to mention dental care. We do have a dentist as well. So uh, that is something that you can get at Panamedica. And that's another thing that in Panama is way more accessible and way more affordable than in the United States. Dental care is so much less expensive. Um, you know, you, you could pay it out of pocket easily and uh, it's great, good, you know, very good quality. So that's uh, definitely you know worth mentioning and, and um, that's it. Thanks Charlotte.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you both for um, for coming on. And I just wanted to add to what they said was that, you know, even with uh, Dr. Duncan, like, for example, we have an individual who wants to come on a tour. And um, she was concerned about a particular medication that she takes in the United States that because of, you know, according to her, the the kind of abuse and i guess over prescription of this particular drug it had been like really classified like you know kind of hard to get and everything and it was very expensive and dr duncan you know i reached out to him uh, in advance of her coming and he was able to get her information about the specific drug that she needed um, and whether or not it was here, because what she was saying was that for her, this drug had worked um, the very best. So if you have medical conditions that you know are significant and uh, you're, you're going to need to have, um, you're gonna to need to have that, that you're gonna need to have your stuff set up as soon as you get there, you go, as soon as you get to Panama, you're gonna to need to know, you know I, I know a doctor and I know that he knows my situation because you can't afford to be without things. Okay, so these are the kind of things that we offer through uh, Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tours, where we set you up with individuals who are on the ground waiting for you to get here or in advance if you come in here to make your, um, your transition and your relocation and just things for you a lot smoother. So having people that know, know what they know <laughs> is awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. D and uh, Mike. And our last but not least um, guest is Maria Samudio. And Maria is with um, Inside Panama. And Maria keeps me together on how many tours we've had. She is a quiet strength. Um, uh, I always tease her about being quiet. She, she's quiet, but she knows her stuff. And Maria has been with us since day one and has assisted many um, clients that come through the Black Expats in Panama cultural relocation tours uh, with residential assistance and information. So I just wanted to bring Maria on tonight and have her talk to us about the current trends in um, Panama in real estate and whatever information you think is important to share with um, prospective expats.
7: Hi, Maria. Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Good evening, everyone. My name is Maria Samudio, a real estate agent in uh, with Inside Panama Real Estate, attending clients of global uh, and, uh, and Black expert members. So it's been a great experience working with, with the group since day one, since last year. So in this, in this opportunity, I would like to talk to you about the current trends of real estate market in Panama. So in fact, we are still in the recovering stage. Uh, so by the second half of the, this year, starting now, we are expecting that we could be returning to the sales rate prior to pandemic time, hopefully. So with that, recently we have significant opportunities in second home houses and condos uh, and repossessed assets, both in the cities and in the beach area. Uh, I should say in the entire country, because we have lots and farms and lands in, in other areas of Panama. So there is also a wide variety of and type of price and prices of new apartments and houses options on the market. For example, we have nice, uh, in the in the heart of the city we have a nice condos with three bedrooms, three baths, guest bathroom and make quarters uh, starting price at 350K with all the amazing amenities. We also have in the, uh, area of paseo del norte close to where charlo lives uh houses uh starting price at 200 275k with amazing amenities three bedroom three baths uh, and guest bathroom and make water so those are the great opportunities uh they are variety and competitive prices in parallel with the economy recovery this year can be a great opportunity, especially for investors or international buyers who can compare real estate prices in their their countries such as US. So uh, another thing that I wanted to mention for those who are looking for financing opportunities uh, it is important to mention there are at least three ways to finance a property in Panama. One of them can be uh, banking uh, financing with interest rate starting at 5 up to 7%. Some banks that offer uh, financing are Global Bank, uh, Scotia Bank, uh, Banco General, or Banismo. Another way to uh, finance is owner financing. So owners are willing to finance uh, and work with their buyers uh, in order to sell their properties. Developing financing is another way to finance. So developers can give you up to five years to pay the property you're buying with them. Another way to, uh, to finance or to get a mortgage in Panama will be a, a leasing with option to buy. So the owners or developers are willing to lease you a property for a, min, a minimum of six months up to a year, uh, so you can move in while you're working on uh, paying off your property or getting in a bank mortgage approval. So those are, that's important for you to know. Another another things that you should know that is still the areas that continue to be on buyers or renter preference list are in Panama City, for example, Coco del Mar, San Francisco, um, Punta Pacifica, Avenida Balboa, Costa del Este, uh, el en el Cangrejo. So in the beach area, continue to be also uh, Nueva Gorgona, Gorgona, uh, Chame, San Carlos. and the mountain cities, I can say there is um, Boquete, eh, Alto de María, um, El Valle de Anton, and all in the in the uh, island area could be Bocas del Toro because Bocas del Toro has always been in the top list for. Uh, buyers, uh, foreigner buyers. So with this, the truth is the Panama economy is, 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 is great because we're back up with the um, U.S. currency and also with the Panama Canal. So, uh, and yes, it's, a, it's still a great and good time for buyers. I invite you to discover the beauty of Panama and its people and uh, culture, and much more. Thank you. If you have any questions. Thank you so much,
0: Maria. Thank you very much for that awesome information. And there you have it. I hope that that information was helpful to you. I know that Others who have heard it already, we've gotten such amazing feedback from that. So at the end of the day, you definitely want to do your research and your due diligence and know that you have options. Exercise your options. Talk to people who can give you good, solid information. And just be prepared. You know, number one, and I cannot stress it and say it enough, get that passport. Not only the passport for you, but the passport for everybody that you love who you would want to come with you. And um, with that said, I'm going to bid you a great day and look forward to being with you all um, next week. I'd like to give a shout out to my main man, Daryl Spears with the Read Conversations Podcast Media for producing this radio show and also uh, some of the other podcast programs that I do. Uh, we've been working together for a while, and he's just a real gem. If you need somebody to produce for you, he is the guy. So, uh, with that said, the song I'm going to leave y'all with <laughs> is Woman the Woman, Shirley Brown, Lord of Mercy. When you listen to that song nowadays, you say, How did our moms let us listen to that? You know, I mean, you think about stuff that you don't want your kids running around singing. This song came out in 1974, which meant I was about 10 years old. And when I tell you I know every single grunt to this song and can actively remember singing it as a 10-year-old, whoa. I want y'all to just listen to this song like you've never listened to it before and then just wonder, would you be letting your 10-year-old daughter run around singing this? Foolishness, just straight up foolishness. So that's it for me. I'm Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on blacksitradio.com. I love you. I love you. I love you. And there was just absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Peace and love, y'all.